Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that I am looking for 50 people with Hashimoto's. If you have been diagnosed in the last 10 years and you feel lost or confused about exactly what to do, then I want to invite you to join me for a free training call on Thursday, May 16th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, where I will show you how to support your thyroid for your thyroid type and your specific Hashimoto's triggers. You will also find out how to lower your thyroid antibodies and how to get to the bottom of all of your thyroid symptoms, the weight gain, the fatigue, the brain fog, the inflammation, the hair loss. Please go to inatoppler.com slash Zoom call to register, and I will send you all of the call details. I only have room for 50 people, so please be sure that you register at inatoppler.com slash Zoom call and get your spot right now. Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know, because that was me, before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now, I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. Hello there, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health Mystery Solved. Today, I want to introduce you to my client, Pam. Pam has been dealing with fatigue and brain fog as well as trouble concentrating. She asked her doctor to run some labs and they found that her B12 and folate were low. She read about B vitamins and how amazing they are for all of those things that she was experiencing, especially energy and brain function. And since she was low in those, she went and got a B complex at her local pharmacy. After a few weeks, she didn't see any progress. She started reading more and learned that B vitamins can come in a synthetic or the more natural and methylated form and realized that the one that she had, her B12 was in the cyanocobalamin form, which is the synthetic form, and also her folate was in the folic acid form, which was synthetic as well. She figured this is why she didn't see any difference, and so she went to the health food store and got a methylated B complex. She was so excited because this was such a better quality vitamin and she could not wait to see how she would feel on it. But to her surprise, a few weeks later, she didn't feel any better. So she increased the dose and took it twice a day, knowing that this was her issue since her blood work showed a deficiency and it correlated with all of her symptoms. Well, she didn't feel much better and not much of a difference on two a day. And so then she increased it to three a day. A few weeks went by, but still not much better. In fact, she actually felt worse. She was still tired, but she was also feeling a bit more wired than normal, and her brain fog was notably worse. She was so confused, especially because many of her friends were taking B vitamins and they swore by them. She really wanted to know what was happening. She wanted to learn more, and this is when she came to see me. This is something I commonly see. And while B vitamins are wonderful, they come in many forms. And just like many things when it comes to health, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. People say that B vitamins are water-soluble and they can't hurt anyone because you would just pee out what you don't use. And while that's partly true, the story does go a little bit deeper. 
We have a process in our body called methylation. It's a very complex process, but to put it simply, methylation is a biochemical process where there is a transfer of four atoms, one carbon atom and three hydrogen atoms. And what happens is they get transferred from one substance to another. This happens all the time in your body, every second. When this process is optimal, it has a significant positive impact on many biochemical reactions in the body that regulate all types of activity. We need methylation for neurotransmitter production, detoxification, histamine metabolism, estrogen metabolism, eye health, fat metabolism, cellular energy, and immune balance. The body is a very complex machine with a lot of different gears and switches, so to speak. And all of those things need to function properly so that everything can operate correctly. So think of methylation and also the opposite action, which is demethylation, as the mechanism that allows the gears to turn. And so it turns biological switches on and off for a lot of different systems in the body. Nutrients that are most commonly known to be methyl donors are methylated folate, also known as methyl tetrahydrofolate, say that three times fast, um, or for short, it's 5-MTHF, and then methylcobalamin, which is the methylated form of B12. There are others, but those are the two main ones that people usually think about or talk about. There is a gene called the MTHFR gene. I'm sure some of you may have heard about it or may even know that you have a genetic variant in it. It is very common to have a genetic variant in this gene, and when that happens, it may be harder to convert folic acid from food or supplements into the active form. Methylation is something that many talk about, especially in the functional medicine space, and many people that are interested in health may already be familiar with it to some degree. Many doctors actually run genetic tests, and because of this, they actually often recommend that their patients take extra methylfolate if they have a genetic SNP, that's another name for having a genetic variant, in the MTHFR gene. However, the story gets even deeper, and this part is not talked about nearly as much as I think that it should be. The thing is that since the process of methylation is quite complex, it's not all about just the MTHFR gene, as many believe or have heard about we actually have about 30 different enzymes that are part of the methylation cycle pathway. It's not just MTHFR. So it's like a symphony where everyone plays together and makes beautiful music. So just because MTHFR may be off doesn't necessarily mean that things are expressing and the person actually needs methylfolate or needs more methyl groups because the other enzymes are also at play and in some cases, they may be at play much more. So while many say that methylation is all about taking methylfolate or methyl B12, there's more to this. Think of methylation and methyl donors specifically as a bell-shaped curve. You want to be somewhere at the top of the curve to be in balance. If you're lower on the left side of the curve, that is considered less methylation or being an undermethylator. And when it goes to the other side of the curve, when you would go over the top and then back down to the right side of the curve and lower, that would be considered too much methylation or being an overmethylator. So many doctors don't realize this and think that more is better, 
But as you can probably guess, with most things in health, it's all about balance. It's being just right. More is not always better. What is really important to know is that you can have as many symptoms when you're an undermethylator as an overmethylator. How wild, right? So while B vitamins are helpful, too many or the wrong kinds may make things worse, even if they are water-soluble. This just means they don't store in the body that they're water-soluble, but the extra methyl groups that someone may not need can speed up all sorts of processes that should not be sped up. This can make us anxious, have itchy skin because it affects how our histamine is detoxified. It can create anxiety and definitely brain fog as well. And this is just to name a few. There's so many different symptoms. So even if you're taking methylfolate and methyl B12, which is considered the quote-unquote best type of vitamin, if you're an overmethylator, it would make you feel worse. I'm actually an overmethylator and it took me a long time to figure this out. And now so much makes sense for me about some of the health issues that I was experiencing back when I was first starting on my health journey and taking tons of B vitamins as everyone was recommending them for me at the time. Looking at genetics can help, but because genetics don't actually show what is expressing and how it's affecting metabolism itself, I like to look at specific biomarkers to see what the body's doing rather than just the genetics, which can be a bit deceiving, like someone with MTHFR who may not actually need more methylfolate. The good news is that there's a simple blood test and it's called the histamine determination whole blood. And this is done at LabCorp. And this is very helpful in determining if you are an under or an overmethylator. If the level is high, you're an undermethylator. And if it's low, you're an overmethylator. So it's inversely proportional. This test is done at many labs, but from everything that I've learned about it, it's something that is only accurate at LabCorp and needs to be sent there. As with most tests, there are lab ranges and there are also optimal ranges. I actually made a handout for you that has all of those ranges and also the LabCorp lab number for this test just to make it easier for you. So you can just print that out and take it to your doctor or if you're in a state where you can order your own blood work, you can order that yourself. I put everything in the show notes and you can access those by going on the website, healthmysterysolved.com and clicking on episode 108 or the show notes are also found in any of the podcast apps. You just scroll down and you'll see it there. Once you find out your levels, if you are an undermethylator, that would mean you need more methyl donors. So in your case, you would want to take more methylfolate and methyl B12. Also, look at your multivitamin. Sometimes multivitamins contain a lot and you may be okay with just that. On the other hand, if you're an overmethylator, you'd want to see how many methyl donors you're getting and ideally would need less. So when you take B vitamins, you wanna make sure they're not in really high dose. And even with your multivitamin, some multivitamins contain as much as 500 milligrams of methylcobalamin. That's a lot of B12. Now there's different types of B12. For those that need more methyl donors, you would want methyl B12. If you are an overmethylator, you would want B12 in other forms. I don't recommend cyano because that's the synthetic form, but there's also hydroxy B12 and adenosyl B12. That's actually what I take and it's very helpful. And then in terms of folate, the methylated form is methyl tetrahydrofolate. But if you're an 
overmethylator, it doesn't mean that you don't need any folate. You still may need folate. You just want the form that's not methylated, which is folinic acid. And you can find B vitamins with those, or you can look for multivitamins that specifically have more or less, depending on what you need. There's various brands that make them. I like Seeking Health Vitamins because they actually have multivitamins that are methylated and ones that are methyl-free. They also do B-complex vitamins that are methylated and ones that they call B-, which are methyl-free. And there's, of course, other brands that make them. You just want to look at the active B vitamin ingredients and see which they are. I'll put some links in the show notes for you just to give you some ideas. If you're taking B vitamins and feel off, perhaps you're not taking the right ones. And as I mentioned, this can also happen with multivitamins because some of them may contain a lot of B vitamins. If you're feeling upregulated or feeling like there's almost like something under your skin, that may be a sign of being overmethylated. If you're very sensitive to chemicals, while of course that can be related to many things, methylation plays a large role. So please take a look at this. This was the case for Pam. We ran her labs and she was very low. So that means she was an overmethylator. So we changed her B vitamins and instead of doing methylfolate and methyl B12, we did hydroxy B12 and folinic acid. And that made a huge difference in her energy and brain fog. She felt so much better. So it's a simple test that can show you which you are, and there's a lot that you can do. If Pam sounds like someone you know, please share this episode with them and be sure that you subscribe so that you never miss a show. And also as we close out 2021, and what a year this has been, I want to just take a moment and say thank you to you, my listener. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. And thank you for all of you that reach out. It really warms my heart to get your emails and messages on Instagram about what you're enjoying and also what topics you want to know more about. I'm here for you. If you're enjoying the show, can you please leave me a review on iTunes? I would, would be so the best way that you can support me because by leaving a review, you let not just me, but others know that you like the show. And that helps the show get ranked higher so that other people can find it and learn about ways to help their health mysteries. And I know you may be thinking, yes, yes, I'll do it later. I know you have so much going on, but if you could take a moment and do it now while you're already on the podcast platform listening to this, I would really love it. Thank you so much and wishing all of you a very happy and healthy new year. And I will see you on the next episode of Health Mystery Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.